Happy New Year, my beautiful sisters. I hope your holidays was fantastic. Wow, January 2019. Welcome. I just want to say there's something about this month, right? That makes us believe that everything is possible. That we can do anything. One of the activities the kids and I did on January 1st, we went to the theater to watch Mary Poppins Returns. Let's just see how much we love that movie. A fantastic way to start day one of 365. We love it so much. And also the first time that I heard both of my kids at the end of a movie excel. Wow. Because the movie was just that. Wow. One of my favorite quotes uh, from the movie, and there are plenty of inspirational one. He said, at one point, Mary Poppins turned her head and said to the children, You have to focus on where you've been to pay attention to where you're going. This, sisters, is the perfect quote for today's conversation. Where I, by switching my attentions on where I was going instead of where I was, I was, turned the impossible to possible. But first, I would like to invite you, like if you have any questions, comments feel free to post email or visit my instagram page also feel free to share with other women you think will benefit from the podcast we are creating a community of empowered women you know what a very interesting experience happened to me on september 16 2017 okay i know it's very specific but i was at home that day and in my basement and i realized a year ago to date was the last day I spoke to my little sister. On September 17, she died of a car accident. I was like, what? Because that prior, that day prior, we talk. And I'm like, are you serious? It's been a year already? No, no, it can't be. It was like I woke up from a dream of something. Like some type of veil was put on my eyes and blinded me for like a full year. I was in complete shock. Like a cry. Like, you know, the, <laughs> the ugly cry. I spent that whole year visiting the past and surviving emotionally. I was surviving a broken marriage. I was surviving the loss of my sister. I was surviving by wearing a happy face for my children's sake. So much that I got lost into it. And the only life fest I had was my, medita- my meditations practice and my therapy session. Has this ever happened to you? Sleeping through life without being conscious of it? It is such a strange feeling when you wake up. In one of Oprah life class, Bishop T.D. Jake said, when you hold on to your history, you do it at the expense of your destiny. I'm going to repeat that. When you hold on to your history, you do it at the expense of your destiny. Those words are powerful. So basically, I stopped living and put on hold my destiny. Okay. I understand 
I needed to mourn my losses. But sometimes there's a, there's a difference between taking a moment. Like in life, we need to pause. But pausing and dwelling is two different things. You know, I used to be one of those serial self-help book reader. My gosh, I will read any self-help book available. No, seriously. And after each book, I felt like, whoa, I knew what I'm going to do. And I will do it. And for the last couple months, okay, more like three weeks. It became a circle for me. Like, surely there is a book that will change or motivate me enough to make the change I require to live my dream life. Albert Einstein, no, okay, that's not how you say his name. Um, you don't want to speak for language, everything gets messed up in my mouth. So Albert Einstein defined insanity as doing the same thing over and over again by expecting different results. Okay, crap, I'm insane. Like, I was reading and hoping for something to happen. Or start doing some action, but never finish. It's just that, right? Hoping. It was like I was waiting to be saved or something. Like I said, I start, but I couldn't finish. Consistency, consistency what? What a foreign word. Because I had that terrorist in my mind. By the way, I got these fabulous descriptions um, from Elizabeth Gilbert. So the terrorist in my mind, you know that unpleasant force will do and say whatever it takes to ensure I give up. And I guess I gave in many times. Another author that I love, Mel Robbins, she said, um, you need to hear this loud and clear. No one is coming. It's up to you. But you know what? I know it. I know it's up to me. So all the responsibility in this life, in this house, it's up to me. So what can I do differently? I made some adjustment in 2017, which did transform my 2018 and that's what I would like to share with you today you know the question that I actually asked myself was how can I turn my dream into a clear defined vision that would train my brain to prepare myself to do what I need to do to make the dream a reality while at the same time be vulnerable enough to acknowledge that I'm not in control of the timing? I know it's a long question, but that's the question I ask myself. So what I will share with you, you probably have read it before or heard it somewhere. I'm not reinventing any wheels. Just showing a different angle. Because I believe that every universal truth is just that, the truth. The delivery may be different, but the principle will stay the same. One of my favorite psalms in the Old Testament, it's found in uh, chapter 46, verse 10, which stated, 
be still and know. And one of my favorite practices is meditation, which teaches to be still, be still, and you will know. So both teaches the same universal truth, just using different delivery, right? Today is part one of three. First, I'm going to talk about vision, then I'm going to talk about training your brain, and then I'm going to say to how to do and let go. I needed to take my dream and create a clear vision. So, how? Like, I've wrote my dreams on paper before, and I put dates into it, and I do all those things. I don't know, for some reason, it didn't work. I was missing something. So this time I wrote my dream and my goals. I tweak a little bit. I want to I wanted to be really honest to myself. Okay, I want to lose 50 pounds. But I cannot write, I'm going to lose 50 pounds by going to the gym four times a week and change my sugar addictions by stopping uh, all my sugar intake, like cold turkey. I'm going to tell you something. It's not possible because for some people, like, yeah, I can do it. For me... Yo, I've tried so many times to go to the gym and I just don't like it. The gym is not for me. I do not like it. That's it. But I love yoga. Right? So what about I switch for 20 to 30 minutes of yoga every day at home that I can do. Right? And to work by, and also by not buying, I'm not going to buy any candy from the store. That I can control myself. And I'm going to commit to do that for 15 days. And after the 15 days, I'm going to recommit for another 50 days. And I'm going to make some adjustment. Maybe I'm going to add one liter of water. right? Maybe I'm going to add some elliptical trainer. Do some elliptical from the house. So, and after maybe 15 days, I'll, I'll commit for 30 days. You see what I'm trying to say? You know you. So be real. Now, I'm not saying to be lazy. I'm just saying to be real. Then, I went and looked at seven areas in my life that I wanted to make some changes or that I wanted to evolve. I separate like a family. In the family sections, it's this what I want to do as a family, the traveling that we want to do together, the principle that I like to implement that year into the family. But also, one thing that I add is like for each children, each children have different needs. Each children, have, we have different dynamic, dynamic between each other. So what do I need to improve and involve? So that's for the family. And also what I know that they want to learn. One my son want to learn piano or... I don't want to do some dancing. So whatever those things was part of the family. Then I write some goals, spiritual goals, right? Where I want to see myself spiritually. Then I have some emotional goal. How emotionally do I want to be able to know to deal with myself and how I'm going to do it? Intellectually, what kind of skills that I would like to learn today, this year? That's going to be closer to my big goals. And I have my physical, of course, there's exercise, but also eating and also my parents, you know, 
Maybe I won't get out of the house with rollers. I'm just saying. Didn't work. Do I want to stay where I'm at with work? Or do I want to change my work? And what am I going to do to make those changes? And financially, how much money do I want to make? How much do I want to make per month? Per year? And then I wrote the why. And that was a change for me. The why. For every section, every part. I needed to change for each one it was like and, and the why had to be like heartfelt there's something about defining the reason why you want to do something so because if the why is fluffy well the result's gonna be fluffy I'm getting I'm just guarantee it and I'm not gonna go too much in depth with the why because there's plenty of book on the power of why so I'm writing the goals, right? And I'm real, honest. I define them by different sections that are important for me in my life. And I write the why for each one of them. Then I'm going to make time to reflect. I know, between cooking, washing, cleaning, mopping, feeding, screaming. Whew, I know, sometimes it's just happen. Working, five minutes showering. I needed to find the time to reflect on my dream. As a mom, we are on the go, go, go mood, like constantly. And we're trying super hard to do our best and to give to our kids the best. You know the expressions, mothers can be sick. Well, guess what? Yes, we can be sick. The truth is, more than anyone, we need to be still. The 10, 15 minutes of stillness will change your life because it did change my life. In the next week, until the next uh, podcast, I'm going to make you an invitation. Okay? You're going to schedule some time. Mine, I wake up every morning at 4.30 a.m. I know, some of you are like, what? Wow, are you serious? Yeah. I wake up at 4.30 a.m. I love it. I just enjoy the morning. I enjoy like in the summer I listen to the birds singing. In the winter like there's like uh, the wind. Like there's something about morning that makes me closer to myself and to my God and to my dreams. So take the time to reflect. I'm go- you need to choose the time. You need to schedule it. Because if you don't schedule it, it's not going to happen. You're not going to remember it. And you know it. Like, seriously. We get so busy. We're like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And we forget. Why? Because we, our mind is full. So schedule the time. And you do not have to schedule, like, one big hours of block at a time. You could be like, you know, it's going to be 15 minutes in the morning and that 15 minutes, I'm just going to think about my family goals and that's what I'm going to reflect on. It's going to be maybe in the afternoon, I'm going to reflect 10 minutes on my physical goal. Like, things like that. You can spread it, spread it towards your day. Spread it toward your, your week and take the time to do it. So Walt Disney said, if you can dream it, you can be it. Yo, he must have had a, he must have had a big dream because look, I don't know anybody who doesn't know the name Disney. We are going to do more than dream though. 
right away. Don't limit yourself. Dream big. Like having a conversation with Oprah or something like that. We are going to visualize the dream. There's a difference. I dream of of bringing my kids to a Disney cruise. And I'm visualizing bringing my kids to the Disney cruise. Do you see the difference? Want to feel more defined. Because to visualize is to create a vivid mental image of what the future will or could be. It's like to form a clear picture in our mind. Then we are going to bring that picture and we're going to put it on paper. So not only our mind will see it, our physical eyes are going to see it. So as we start to feel, and when we feel, it's going to bring us closer to be able to touch and bring it to reality. Also, there's so many amazing uh, YouTube video uh, books on vision, uh, vision board, if you want like, to go like more into details. On December, last December 31st, the kids and I did our own board, each one. We did it as a, a family activity. Yes, my kids are three and six years old. It was a very inexpensive activity. We had a lot of fun. And it was a very important life skills. I didn't realize it until after we went um, to watch Mary Poppins, my son ran to me and he's like, Mama, one thing from my board came true. I'm like, what is it? On his board, he cut a picture of Mary Poppins and he put it on it. So when we went to watch our show, Mary Poppins, he was so excited. And then he said, I cannot wait for the rest to come true. That is an important life skills to teach our children. You know what? I'm going to put on my Instagram page a picture of us doing our board. My board is in my bedroom. Because when I wake up, I want to see it. When I put my clothes on, I'm looking at it. And also, like I said, there's something with me in the morning. So when I, I go and I wake up and I look at it, I will take a big breath and I'll close my eyes. Not even 30 seconds, a minute. Then I let go. Then I go about my day. Remember I told you to big dream like meeting Oprah, having a conversation with her or something like that. On my 2018 board that I created, like, Oprah was on it. It always been my dream to actually meet Oprah. I know, there's many people wanted to, to dream to see Oprah, right? So let me give you a short version of this story, like a really short version of the story. I know some of you have read uh, Trevor Noah's book, Born a Crime. Excellent book, by the way. This fine, successful comedian, writer, late-night TV host was raised by a single mom. Yep. I know people are like, oh, kids being raised by a single mom has so many problems. Well, this guy turned out to be pretty good. 
I loved the book so much that when I saw his face pop up on my Instagram page and saw that he was going to be a guest at a Super Soul Conversation in Harlem, New York, um, at the Apollo Theater, I didn't think twice. I just bought the tickets. I'm like, yo, keep in mind, I live in Western Canada. And I was so excited to see Trevor Noah. Then I realized, holy, just a minute. Oprah was going to be the host. I called my girlfriend and said, do you want to come with me? So we both scheduled time to go. So the morning of the event, I was in my hotel room. And I closed my eyes after my morning ritual. I'll talk to you a little bit more about my morning ritual. I another podcast. I was full of gratitude just to be in Harlem, to be able to go to the Apollo and to share the same energy space with Oprah and Trevor. Again, long story short, we want to watch the show, the show ended, and I am trying to walk as fast as I can to go close to the stage to meet Oprah. But let's just say, when you're like 1,500 of you trying to do the same thing, it gets pretty hard. And I remember stopping in the midst of everything. And people are pushing me side to side. And I'm just like looking at Oprah at that stage. And my heart is full of gratitude for the experience that I had. All those amazing guests that I didn't know was going to be there that the words completely at that moment changed my life and helped me see life a different way. So I was so grateful. I do a little prayer of thanks and I left. So my girlfriend and I, we decided we're going to go for dinner. And then she made some research and she said, oh, you know what? Let's go to the Red Rooster. The Red Rooster, it's a very local um, restaurant in Harlem. We got there, and the hostess was there, and we started to talk to her. Oh, there was also like a nice little DJ playing some cool music. And so we're like, I'm like, hey, give us the festival of the house. She started to laugh. Um, like, had the whole time we're talking to her that we're like at the Super Soul, and we saw Oprah. It was amazing. We're so excited. And also, like I'm from Calgary and everything. Anyways, so she put us in a the festival <laughs> of the restaurant. What was a like a little square table, like teeny. So we all sat down on it, and across from it was a booth, an empty booth. There's a lot of empty booth, but there's an empty booth across from us. So we got our drinks, and a few minutes later, like. The restaurant got quiet. And as I turned my head, guess who entered the restaurant? Oprah! Oprah entered the room. And then, guess where Oprah sat down? Oprah sat down across from our table at that empty the hostess look at me and she rang. And I smiled and I'm like, oh my gosh. So the way Oprah was sitting, the way I was sitting, we could not 
not look at each other in each other's eyes. I didn't know what to do. Should I look down? Should I look up? Should I go sideways? I didn't know. What do I do? But I was so in shock that I was staring at her. <laughs> Probably super uncomfortable for her. Anyhow. So I'm not going to go to the whole story, but it was a very funny thing that happened. Funny story. Funny little thing happened during that dinner. Yes, I did have a conversation with Oprah. Yes, I shake her hands. And yes, I did have a picture with her. And yes, what a conversation. And at the end, when she left, she did say, Val, I wish you a great flight back home. I'm just saying, right? The universe gave me more than what I asked for. The odds for me to randomly see Trevor Noah on the Instagram post to get so excited to buy the tickets. I'm just saying, like, the tickets were not, like, that expensive. But when you turn it from American to Canadian, it was a little something else, right? Then I fly to New York City, right? To be in Harlem. And to leave the theater at the time that we did. To choose the restaurant that we did. To sit at the table that we did. And to be the only table that Oprah took pictures and talked to are almost impossible. But like Mary Poppins said, everything is possible, even the impossible. So make time for your destiny. Write your dream, personal, family. Make the board. Make it as a family activity. Please and send me some of your thoughts. Stay tuned for next time. We will talk about how to train our brain. With lots of love. And in sisterhood always. Hello my beautiful sisters. How was your week's? Thank you for the notes, emails. My heart is always full of gratitude for all the feedbacks, ideas that you share. This is how I truly believe we are going to build a strong, sustainable community. You know, it took me a long time to write this podcast. Because when it comes to training the mind, there's so many directions, perceptions, opinions, and ideas around how to do it. And then I wanted to make sure that I share with you something that I actually believe and actually worked. What I'm going to share with you are my personal discovery and experiences. And please do not assume that my brain is fully trained. <laughs> This brain of mine is a work in progress. And you know what? I hope it will be until I die. One of my favorite movie series is Star Wars. Uh, by the way, Disney World is uh, Star Wars theme park is opening this summer. I'm pretty excited. Okay. So, one of my favorite quotes like from the Empire Strike Back episode comes from Master Yoda. You remember when Luke Skywalker was just having the hardest time to channel the energy of the Force? Because he needed it to lift up his X-Wing Starfighter from the slum. The part of the Force was already in him, but he couldn't feel it. Because he was thought 
that the force didn't exist anymore. There was a storytelling. So he became very discouraged and frustrated when Master Yoda was trying to train him. Then Yoda looked at him and said, You must unlearn what you have learned. I don't know if you like that. (laughs) He basically said, You need to unlearn what you've learned. That for me is the key. I grew up, and I'm sure you can relate as well, right? With so many ideology, ideology, opinions, concepts on how I should be, do, feel, think, that I end up letting others shape my minds and most of my beliefs. Of course, as a child, we learn from the people close to us in our environment, which is part of the human development. We can agree on that. And honestly, that's, that stressed me out sometimes. Because I know how my childhood experience shaped my view. And now being a mom, it's my turn and responsibility to help shape two human beings' lives. And, and that's going to be happening by what I do or not do or say or not say. I just hope that my mistake doesn't mess them up too much, right? So I was talking about like, how can I unlearn what I've learned by being fully awake? Were you expecting that? No, right? A simple experience. I'm going to show you a simple experience. When I was younger, I used to be told that my teeth was yellow. My upper gums uh, were showing too much when I'm smiling. And because of that, I shouldn't smile because it wasn't pretty. So even though I love smiling and laughing out loud, I was trying to not let my gums show. I was putting my hands in front of my mouth when I was smiling. This totally affected my self-confidence. So this information that was implanted in my brain make it that I was having a hard time looking at myself in pictures or smiling for pictures, looking at myself in mirrors. So when I, and especially in front of guys, I need to say that part because um, if I were to talk about somebody that I like, I wanted to smile, but I couldn't. This is how bad it was affecting me. So, I funny experience happened to me is that I was in my bathroom one morning and I thought about something funny. And I started to laugh like by myself. I know, a little bit crazy, but I started laughing by myself. And I saw my reflections in the mirror. And for a split second, that seems forever, I saw my smile and I thought it was pretty. And it was beautiful when I show my teeth. This moment of full awareness stayed with me because not only did I thought that the smile was great, I felt pretty smiling. I realized that now how important it was for me to smile. So all these years, I believed something that was taught to me that was in fact untrue. Just like the quote said, let your smile change the world, but don't let the world change your smile. That became a fully reality for me. As we have this moment of awakening, or like Miss Oprah said, those aha moment, we became aware of our reality and truth 
And as we become aware of our reality of truth, that we're fully becoming present, that gives us the options then to believe what we've learned, to change it, or to just flush it out. I'm not sure if you have heard about Eckhart Tolle. He wrote the book, The Power of Now and The New Earth. The first time I heard about him was like through Oprah Boots Club and I got this book and I fall in love. Then I saw him in Vancouver many moons ago. And last year he came to my city for an intimate conversation with Eckhart Tolle. Not sure how intimate it was, but because uh, we're like over a thousand. But this personal story is, because his personal life stories is so fascinating. As a successful professor, deeply depressed, unable to be happy, even at one point, he said that the thought came to him that he couldn't live with himself anymore. The pain of that thought is what awakened him. This is when he realized there is two consciousness, him and the other one listening or looking at him. From that awakening moment, his life changed. He said, when you no longer believe everything you think, you step out of the thought and see clearly that the thinker is not who you are. He was able to act and make the changes, small changes that brought him peace. And with time eventually led him to wrote one of the most powerful book, The Power of Now, which has changed his life, the life of millions, including mine. Same concept of awakening. A lot of us women have a tendency to ruminate. I don't know if you know what ruminate is. It's replaying a scene in our head over and over again. And sometimes creating an imaginary conversation over and over again. Then we start to worry. And when the worry becomes excessive, we become anxious. And we think we need to stop thinking about it. And the problem is, there's no stop button in our brain. I'm sorry. It doesn't exist, right? Because if it does, it's basically we're dead. And we don't want that. So what can we do then? One of the great researchers in London, they said that if we can actually stop any single thought, we need to activate a different thought or do something different. An action, something has to happen for us to change the process of the ruminating of the thought. But first we need to be aware of it, right? And then we find words or something that's going to help us um, click so we can actually change the thoughts. What I had is that it's called garbage can. I know. So I'll be ruminating, and I do that often when it comes to my ex, thinking about how I'm going to do a conversation with them over and over and over. And I'll be like, garbage can. So it kind of stopped me and made me realize, sister, you're gone. Like, you're going far. Like, you're like, time is flying, and you're losing time living and a story that hasn't been on yet that you don't know what's going to happen so it's time for you to take it and put it in the garbage can and if that doesn't work because sometimes it can be really deep I start some jumping jack like I need to do something to cut the flow of the story because what it does it will give us time to give me time to replace it by something positive or to just go and journaling and write facts about what I'm thinking. 
And do I really need to think about it? And what can I do to distress myself from it? Like Luke, it's important to acknowledge. For him, it was like he needed to acknowledge his fear, his doubt. And then he was able to replace it with the energy of the force which gave him power to lift the X-Wing Starfighter. That's what it is. We need first to be aware of what's happening with us. That's, and then we can switch and change it. We live in a world, and we're lucky, that we're really encouraged to open our eyes and to wake up, to be mindful. You know that amazing mindfulness movement? Um, and meditation is one of those uh, part of the movement of mindfulness. It teaches us to be aware of what we do, eat, think, and feel. Another thing that helps me add it to my meditations is to pray out loud. The prophet honest, humble communications with a power source. I like to claim, I like to call him like a Father in Heaven. Also, can bring us to that awareness, that spiritual, intimate awareness that we're looking for. I'd like to share with you a few quotes. If you will bring the magic out of your mind, the magic will transform everything. You must believe. This quote was taken from the Quran. And the philosopher said, and I believe his name is Antistimness. Antistimness, yes. He said, the most useful piece of learning for the use of life is to unlearn what is untrue. That one is pretty powerful. If you can unlearn what is untrue, that's the most important thing you can do for yourself. Another one, Paul, Apostle Paul, he said, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And lastly, I'm not sure who wrote this one though, but he said, Change your mind and you will change your life. So, as we, as we can see, many great philosophers, um, scientists, leaders, prophets, Jesus Christ, spiritual leaders, spiritual books, have constantly tried to remind us to wake up, to change a mindset. That's what the whole power is in. And our mind can, be, can play tremendous tricks on us too. But we, like Skywalker, have the power, the force, the Holy Ghost, the spiritual energy in us to make the changes to live our true. It's that simple. Be aware and then decide what you're going to do of that awareness. Be aware of what you think. And you do that by actually being conscious in everything you do every day. We can visualize what we want, how we want to transform our life, who we want to be. We can train our mind to prepare ourselves to be what we want to be or to show us who we truly are inside. And then when we've done those two visualizations and training our mind, then we can do, then we can act. Because a lot of time we have a hard time acting 
on something if you don't believe it. If you're not aware of it, it's impossible. Because that's the only way the real change, the real transformations inside ourselves happens. I personally meditate and pray and journal every day. This has helped me stay aware of my thoughts, but only for myself, but my thoughts, my life, my, my body, and my mind, and also the, my, the heart of my, my heart's needs. But it's also helped me raise my children because I'm, actually, I'm able to be aware and look at them for who they are with their own little personalities and assist them in that growth. Not change them, but assist them in their personal growth. Try it and let me know how it went. And I cannot wait to talk to you about do. Because all those things, it's fantastic. But if we don't do anything about it, we'll be stuck. I say this, my friends, and so with so much love and sisterhood. Talk to you soon.